Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagel, and this week we're talking about plant-based meats and whether they really are better for your health or for the planet. The market for these plant-based meat alternatives is growing super fast, but some people are questioning whether these highly processed foods really are a better choice in terms of nutrition or the environment. And these days, we're also curious about how various foods and dietary patterns affect the microbiome, which in turn influences so many aspects of our health. And there's some new research on that to share. But first, let me clarify what type of foods we're talking about today. I'm not talking about cultured meat products, which are actual meat but produced without animals. If you'd like to hear more about that, check out my episode number 596 on lab-grown meats. I'm also not referring to veggie burgers, bean burgers, and other products which aren't trying to mimic the flavor and the texture of meat, or at least they're not trying very successfully. I'm talking about products that are designed not just to stand in for meat, but to mimic it with increasing verisimilitude. For example, Impossible Burger, Beyond Burger, and Meatless Farm all have products that look and cook just like raw ground beef. They're often sold right next to the actual ground beef at the grocery store, and they're packaged so similarly that if you weren't paying attention, you might easily think that they were ground beef. Now, these types of plant-based meat alternatives are not intended for people who find the idea of eating meat disgusting. These are for people who really enjoy eating meat, but feel like it might be better for their health or for the health of the planet not to. But would it? Let's take a closer look at how they stack up, starting with the nutrition. While old-school veggie burgers are often lower in fat and calories, these new plant-based meat alternatives are formulated to be much closer to the nutrient profile of meat. They have close to the same amount of protein, fat, and calories. Some of them even have the same amount of saturated fat and heme iron. That's a form of iron that's normally only found in animal foods. So they may not offer the same nutritional advantages that people generally expect from a vegetarian diet. Now, you know me, I can't resist making charts and tables and graphs, and I have made one with a detailed nutritional comparison of several different plant-based beef alternatives and actual ground beef and also grass-fed ground beef. So if you want to see all the numbers, you'll find that on my blog at nutritionovereasy.com. Now, one advantage that these plant-based meat alternatives do retain is that they do not create heterocyclic amines, HCAs, when they're grilled. 
These compounds are created when meat or fish are cooked over direct or high heat, and they have been linked to cancer. But the amino acids involved in this reaction are only present in animal muscle tissue. So grilling a plant-based burger is not going to create those HCAs and does not pose this danger. But I want you to remember that the context in which we consume an individual food also matters. One of the ways that eating a lot of, say, hamburgers might drag down the nutritional quality of your diet is not necessarily the burger itself, but what goes with it, the bun, the french fries, the soda, or the milkshake. So simply inserting a plant-based burger instead of a beef patty into a fast food meal obviously is not going to mitigate all of those other factors. And finally, it's worth mentioning that these plant-based alternatives are all considered ultra-processed foods. This is a category of foods that we're supposed to be eschewing. Ultra-processed foods are those in which a large proportion of the ingredients are not foods or ingredients that you might use in your own kitchen. Rather, they're extracts, isolates, fractions, concentrates, additives, and other industrially manipulated compounds. Diets that contain a lot of ultra-processed foods have been linked with a lot of adverse health outcomes. But I think it's also worth taking into account the purpose that the processing serves. In this case, the primary purpose of all that processing is not to turn cheap ingredients into irresistible, high-calorie snack foods that have a high profit margin and an indefinite shelf life. Rather, it's done in order to produce a plant-based product that is sufficiently similar to meat that a meat lover would be willing or even happy to have it instead. I think some would argue that in this case, the downside of more processing is offset by the upside of not eating meat. And that argument might be even more compelling if your primary motivation for avoiding meat is a concern for the impact on animals or the environment, as opposed to the effect on your own health and nutrition. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Let's turn now to the question of whether plant-based meat alternatives are easier on the environment. Obviously, when it comes to animal welfare, meat-free burgers clearly have the advantage. No cows are involved except perhaps in fertilizing the fields in which the soybeans are grown. But when it comes to the impact on the environment, it's not quite as straightforward. Calculating the environmental impact of any product is enormously complex. For example, a product's carbon footprint takes into account greenhouse gas emissions. But greenhouse gases are not all equivalent in their impacts. Methane, for example, is much more potent than carbon dioxide from fossil fuels, But it also doesn't persist in the environment nearly as long as carbon dioxide. Also, methane that's generated through animal agriculture, I'm talking about cow farts here, 
also impacts the environment much differently than methane that's generated when fossil fuels are burned. And my point is that simple comparisons of total greenhouse gas emissions may be misleading. There's also water and land use to consider and the impact on biodiversity and soil quality. And then there's the question of where in the life cycle of a product your analysis starts and stops. Are you only measuring the impacts of growing the food or are you also including the impacts of processing, packaging, storage, and transportation? Whenever you're trying to compare environmental impacts across product categories, you want to be sure that you're comparing apples to apples. So if you're just looking at what it takes to produce the raw commodity, soy and other crops have a much lower environmental impact than beef, but processing is also energy and resource intensive. And all that processing that's involved in turning plants into something that looks an awful lot like ground beef adds a lot to the environmental impact of plant-based meat alternatives. These plant-based meats still have a lower environmental impact than beef, but their environmental impacts is much higher than whole or minimally processed plant foods. So if protecting the environment is your primary motivator, you might want to choose a plant-based burger instead of a beef burger, but maybe still make that a once or twice a month meal instead of a weekly one. That's basically what we've done in my household. And finally, there's new research on the impact of plant-based meat alternatives on the microbiome. Researchers gathered a small group of subjects, all of whom reported eating some sort of animal product, whether meat, poultry, fish, eggs, or cheese, on a daily basis. Half of them continued as before. The other half substituted a plant-based meat alternative, such as one of these raw ground products, for meat at least four times per week for four weeks. The researchers were interested to see how this real-world scenario, which was designed to mimic how so-called flexitarian consumers might actually use these products, how that would affect the microbiome. And the results were, well, not very exciting. They did see a difference in the microbiome of the group that ate the plant-based meat alternatives, and some of those differences were in the direction that would generally be considered beneficial. But the differences were small. Substituting plant-based meat alternatives for meat, even if you don't adopt a strictly vegan or vegetarian diet, might lead to minor but positive shifts in the microbiome. But the researchers note that this finding, even as modest as it is, could be an argument for removing that damning ultra-processed designation from this particular class of processed foods. So what do you think? Have you replaced any of the meat in your life with one of these more highly processed meat alternatives? Or do you find them too processed or simply not appetizing? I'd love to hear what you think. You can email me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com or you can leave me a voicemail on the Nutrition Diva listener line. That's at 443-961-6206. I'd also like to invite you to check out my other podcast with Brock Armstrong. It's called The Change Academy, and we talk about the art and science of behavior change. And just like with this podcast, a lot of our conversations are prompted by you, the listeners, and what you're working on and wondering about. It's always a great conversation. 
This is Monica Reinagel, The Nutrition Diva, and The Nutrition Diva is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Nathan Sems with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our operations and editorial manager is Michelle Margulis. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin, and our intern is Jake Johnson. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.